Hi there, I'm Barry Forward, and welcome to the Reboot Forward podcast. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into the wonderful world of change, reinvention, transformation, and just plain doing something different. In particular, how it impacts the people who go through that change, what they've learned from their journey through change, and ultimately, what has allowed them to reboot forward. Today, we're going to go down a little bit of a different path on the podcast. Joining me today is my coach ally, Dagmar Meacham. If you recall, Dagmar was one of my first guests here on the podcast back in episode three, but today she's going to join me as a fellow coach, a coach ally, to tackle a topic of sorts. Uh, We as coaches are wrestling with uh, many different subjects uh, when our clients come to us, and we wanted to uh, take a few moments and start something new here and just have a little bit of a discussion around a certain topic. Well, we came up with what we're calling the Courage Confab, and this is what happened. We've been talking about this for a while, Dagmar, uh, getting together and talking about uh, just stuff that rolls around in our brains as coaches. Uh, We've uh, come up with a little concept here. We're going to try it out called Courage Confab or the Courage Confab Discussions. I don't know, whatever we want to settle in on, but uh, I want to just thank you for uh, agreeing to do this and be a part of this and let's go. What? What do you think about the whole concept of a little discussion here on courage? As oh, I'm so excited because courage is my favorite word. So, uh, and it's my career, it's probably my most favorite. Yeah, I, I think I call it like a, um, uh, a superpower, you know, or it's like, you know, it's a power that we have within us that's always available. So, um, and in my mind, courage is really a catalyst for change and it allows us to make change and allows us to do things that um, would we would normally be held back from. So, so what, do you see us, what do you see us doing here differently? Because you talk about that all the time with your clients. What are we going to do here yeah. uh, a little differently in this uh, podcast environment? What are we going to do differently? Well, I would love to lean in to more sticky conversations. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of topics that we've already talked about that I think would be really valuable because the more we can lean in and, you know, into topics that are typically uncomfortable uh, for leaders and business owners and teams and things like that. I think if we can crack some of those things open and have some real honest conversations that, you know, some of the stuff is sticky or uncomfortable. um, That's what I would love to do. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And I, uh, what, what do we, We've been talking about a number of ideas. We've looked at feedback. We've looked at a whole bunch of things. Uh, like radical candor, I think, was a topic we rolled around. But today, yeah. we thought we'd wrestle with the whole notion of accountability. Mm. And accountability as it plays into the work environment that many of us find ourselves in. What do you think the biggest challenge is when it comes to accountability for you? When you, when you hear this topic, what does it mean? Is it the definition of what it is? You know, when I uh, hear accountability and the thing that often a lot of people struggle with and that I often are coaching people on is this idea of holding your peers, like holding people accountable that um, are that are either your peers or are above you in the hierarchy. 
So there's no structure in place where you're the one in charge. You're actually holding people that are equal to you around you and also people that are above you. So we and all that know, I think is a trick. It's really tricky, but it's also super important. Yeah. And, and I think uh, we all know that being accountable and accountability per se is good in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? What gets it, what gets in the way of us living up to all those expectations around accountability? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's that personal discomfort of having those difficult conversations often, you know, let's just say you're on a team and there is another team member who is displaying behavior that's not appropriate or not um, empowering or upbuilding towards a team, perhaps it's disrespectful or, um, you know, things like that. That's just an example. So, you know, to have that conversation and to be able to stand up to that person or even say something, it, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> and it takes a lot of courage and you have to know that you can handle it and, and, and be able to handle that conversation. And, and I know for myself, you know, uh, years ago, I was in a lot of situations where I didn't have the courage to stand up and do that. And, um, and so things just, you just let it slide, right? And then there's, there's uh, a lot of stuff that happens when you let things slide. You, you, How about you, you Barry? Well, you, you mentioned the, the couple of things there. One is it's you're, you showing up for that. So it's the, the courage that you have to enter into those, uh, those discussions and holding others accountable. And then there's the kind of just the dynamics that are at play in the, the work environment that we might find ourselves in. There's, it gets messy from all sorts of levels. It's whether it's me showing up just, you know, not ready for the situation or it's uh, they, I get plunked into a team that I, I might not uh, mesh with or something. There might be some sort of dynamic there that I have to work through. And then, of course, there's the, the leadership that comes into that, who I'm working for, uh, who, who plays out there. And then big picture to me is uh, this wonderful companies and organizations in a smaller company of maybe it's your own company or you set the, you're setting the tone for that. In larger companies, it's ingrained. It's uh, in the culture. It's in the system. It's sort of embedded. We can't, you know, often uh, see the forest for the trees because we're locked right in it. And in your experience, Barry, too, you know, when accountability, when there's a lack of accountability to senior people or on, among peers, if there's a culture where people are afraid to hold people accountable, you know, what's the impact? that you see on people that, you know, if we could go in a bit deeper there. Well, I think a great question because uh, the first thing that came to mind there is that we go rogue. People go rogue. They do their own thing without any, Mm. because there, there's no accountability. I, I, or, or I don't see, and I'm not linked to that. So I might go rogue unknowingly and end up doing things that damage the situation. I'm doing that because I am disregarding the lines of uh, communication up, upward, up the chain, if you will, right? So there's that part. The, the question you asked, though, was what makes it difficult to do it? What, make, what, what gets in our way? Actually, before yeah. you do that, I'm just yeah. interested, too, that going rogue, like, what do you think it is? When you go rogue, you're going off on your own, right? So you're, you're deviating from team. What do you think, why do people do that? When there's no accountability... 
and people are afraid to hold others accountable and stuff's going on and, and, and they're not being heard or they're not being respected or, or whatever that is, you know, when you think of what happens for a person when they grow rogue, what is that? Why are they doing that? It's this brutal individuality that we all have. I've got to survive mm-hmm. in the system. I've got to make it work. And whether this is crazy, I see it as crazy or dysfunctional or however that shows up, I'm going to make it work. And so I'm going to do it my way because without any information, without that accountability to anybody, uh, the team, let alone the higher ups, I default to a place of where I feel strongest, where my comfort level is. And that might be my own way the rogue and might be going rogue. I don't, does, does that make sense when you hear that? Yeah. Well, where I'm going when you say that too, is, is we go into self-protection, mm. right? So when we're in self-protection and we armor up, well, we're not team, are we? We're not collaborating. We're not connecting. We're, and there's, and what's missing, which is a fundamental piece of team and culture that, you know, that works together is trust. Like where's the trust, right? Trust is gone. So, so when there's no trust, what happens, right? I mean, So where does the responsibility lay though? So this is the question that I wrestle with. Is it in me? Is it in my team, the team members? Is it in the the people that I'm working for in that specific uh, division role opportunity? Or is it in the system itself, the bigger picture? Where where, Where does the opportunity lay to take, to be accountable? Oh, maybe it's all. Maybe it's all of them. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I suspect it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. But when we're going rogue, yeah. we're yeah. going rogue. We're not even. We're not even there. We're not. Again, we're not accepting any responsibility for the overall picture. We're not accept, yeah. accepting responsibility for our team, and re, even worse, we're not ex- mm. really accepting responsibility for ourselves as a important piece. Yeah. of that cog or that wheel that is happening. And then what happens to when you think of, you know, the overall outcomes of an organization or, you know, what they're trying to achieve or on a bigger picture, you know, yeah, what happens to those? <laughs> well, a whole bunch is lost, right? Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch is lost. I mean, uh, you know, the word of the day here at the end of 2020 is uh, innovation. We want people to be innovative, right? And we can do that in a silo by ourselves. But aren't we better off when we're within a, a, a team environment? So we, if we isolate, we just eliminated the solutions to massive problems that might be occurring in our workplace, our work situation, and we were closing it off. So one, we're, we're hurting ourselves by just being small. And we're hurting the organization because we're not connecting with it. We're not connecting with the bigger picture. Yeah. And so, you know, we've seen it and we've worked with people around that. But, you know, what are some examples that maybe people can relate to of where it gets messy? You know, where where does this situation get messy and perhaps become toxic or, you know, people uh, people can get hurt and people become working in, a, in a, an unsupportive environment? I, I'm going to say uh, it's, and this is just a simple, straightforward example. Is some something changes? There's a new initiative that's coming down the pike that's changing something 
that a team maybe have had operated under or an individual had operated under. So I'm giving an example. We've, we cut, and I'm going to try to keep it simple here. Like uh, we're launching a new website. Okay. We're launching a new website, but I've been using the back end of that website to manage my day-to-day activities. And now it's going to switch. Okay. To something new. But the, where I was going is the communication of that coming from leadership is may have been uh, disconnected, not happened, something else. So it's communication flow, okay, from that change to me. So I'm giving, you know, this is a little example of something that could happen. Um, Again, I go back to my original point. Where where is the point of, of accountability? How do I hold the organization accountable in that? Because they've just come up with a new initiative uh, to come. And I, I just know all I've heard is that the new website's coming online in, in a month or so, a week or something, right? What do I do? What, what do I do? And what should the organization be doing to me? What should my boss be doing in, in terms of this? Better communication, perhaps? Where else would it go messy? Like I'm just thinking when it comes to personalities and accountability and, you know, those difficult conversations of, you know, I need to talk to this person about this thing. It's affecting me or it's impacting my me or the way I, I am at work or in my in meetings. I'm personally impacted. So maybe that's the, that's the place to go here, right? Is mm-hmm. that what is it going to take for us? In, and I'll use my website. I know it's a simple example, right? Mm-hmm. But what is it going to take for me? to get the courage to have that conversation with the person who's informed me. It may be just a really poor communication. Yeah. Right? Uh, from not the higher up, just for my team member. What, do, why, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid? From your perspective, what, what happens to us that we just withdraw into that when, when something that, you know, you and I are talking, I'm trying to give a really messy situation, but it seems simple, right? Oh, just yeah. a conversation. What does it take for us to have that conversation? And is it because we're so fearful of what, by being uh, controversial, or we're so afraid of hurting other people? What is it that we're, uh, that's causing us uh, the inability to mount that courage? You know, I think there's a combination, there's layers. And I think uh, uh, a lot of it, what comes up is people really doubting themselves. Like, you know, um, is this a problem with me? Like, am I, am I making too big of a deal of this? Or is this my stuff? Or, oh, it must be me. You know, a lot of people kind of just go, oh, well, it just, it must be me. I don't want to make a big deal. Um, it's probably just because I'm overreacting. And they doubt their own intuition, you know, and sometimes it is, sometimes it is our thing, you know, sometimes it is our stuff, right? But it's that, I think it's that, you know, if, the, if we are working in a culture where accountability is low or the ability or the permission to hold others accountable is not necessarily enforced and open in our culture, I think it's, it, it does, there's a lot of self-doubt there. And then it's, then it, then it hooks into our own stuff, right? That's a whole deep conversation of our stuff, our self-doubt of, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, is it, is it, am I onto something here? Is I, am I, oh, you know, am I smart enough to have this opinion or am I, um, am I valid enough to challenge someone above me? 
when I don't have the same, or I think I don't have the same knowledge or experience, am I worthy and not worthy? You know, we can go down that track too, but am I, am I enough? Like, is it, am I, do I deserve to like speak up here? Maybe that, maybe that's the root of accountability uh, failure mm. up and down the organization. Is uh, you talk, We talked a little bit uh, before we got on here about trust, right? Mm. Um, if I don't believe in myself and trust myself, mm. how can I uh, enter into a conversation that's meaningful with, uh, especially like something that's really important, mm. if I don't believe what I'm, the, the ground I'm standing on? Absolutely. And now I'm a leader of the organization or the group or the team. And maybe I carry that same uh, uh, kind of lack of confidence or the uh, mm. ability to that I'm doing it uh, out of some sort of uh, mission. And it's not based from my point of view, my strengths, my ability, my knowledge. So maybe and maybe it's the company, too. Hey, we've got to do this. You know, and maybe it's a little bit of uh, lack of awareness of what we stand for as a company, what I stand for as an individual. I don't know. And would you say too, like, you know, from top down, you know, leaders that encourage accountability of, you know, leaders that encourage feedback and accountability below them are along the lines of servant leaders, right? So, we are of service to you. We want to empower those below us. Uh, we are not, we don't have power, this concept of power over, right? We don't have power over you. We're not dominating you. We want you to rise up and we want feedback. We're open to it. But in order to be open to feedback and accountability as a leader and encourage that, you have to uh, have confidence in yourself and trust yourself. Because if you don't trust yourself and you don't have confidence, well, of course, you're not going to allow feedback because it's, it's just going to expose what you don't know, right? This, this whole notion, and I, again, we're going down a path of there's so much here to talk about. Uh, yeah. One thing that just bubbled up for me is with this whole concept, leadership, leadership presence, executive presence. It's uh, from a leadership point of view, it, and it's based on that. It's one of the, mm-hmm. the tenets of a, a executive presence is this whole belief in yourself, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a leader walking out and you haven't worked on that and you haven't thought about that, how can you hold your teams accountable? Because it's a made up concept, if you will, right? It's your, uh, so I think that it's is so the question is, Dagmar, what do you do if you're in this situation? What are the things, I mean, to increase your self-awareness, um, is it, uh, hey, just sign up for a leadership course? What, you know, what is it that we can do to ensure we're equipped and we're able to enter into those accountability discussions? Yeah, because I think there's, there's three components here as, uh, as we're talking that are coming up. There's individual. So there's who you are as a person and your responsibility for yourself and your accountability to yourself and your accountability to the team. So personal responsibility, self-awareness of yourself, your stuff. Then there's your relationships you have with, you know, your close relationships with the team um, that you belong to and those relationships you work with. And then there's the system and the organization that you belong to. So there's like three components and accountability and how you sit in it. I think there's, there's, you know, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to your team, and then how you 
fit in that organization and how you see yourself. So, you know, yeah, the first thing for, I would say the first thing we have control over always is ourselves, isn't it? Like, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. going to start with something, if you're going to impact change, say you're in a situation where there's, um, you know, you're feeling like you need to hold somebody accountable or there needs to be more accountability in this organization you're working in or business or, you know, team. So it can be a volunteer thing too we're talking about, right? So I think it's that first place to start is, you know, where can I take more responsibility? Like what's my, what, what can I own? How can I show up more mm-hmm. where I'm speaking my truth? So if I'm in a meeting and if there's individuals in that meeting that I need to hold accountable or that are um, impacting me, then how do I do that? How, what conversations do I need to have and how do I prepare myself to have those uncomfortable conversations. Cause maybe I'm, I'm the one that's like, you know, I'm not speaking up in the meeting yet. I'm going and talking to Fred and Sue about it behind their back and I'm causing gossip and I'm passive aggressive or I'm, you know, causing almost this you know, gossip bureaucracy, this kind of stuff. So it's like, how can I be taking responsibility for things that are impacting me and speaking up? And also, how can I be more aware of my behavior? In awareness, too, there's not only about yourself. So you, you talked about the three mm-hmm. kind of components, the individuals, teams, and, uh, and system that we operate in. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is our ability to learn about that, where we fit, mm-hmm. what the organization is doing, what our teams are about. Having a bigger picture view takes a little bit of work. Mm. we've got it. We've got it. Yeah. One, I mean, the self-awareness goes without saying it's hard work. You gotta, you gotta spend the time. There's so many different ways to do it. Now let's look outward a little bit and look at the organization we're operating in or the the company that, or what we've set up Mm. and look at and say, how do, do what's playing, what's going on all around me here? What are, what are the dynamics? And one thing, um, you know, you have to throw in there is you end up with human beings Mm. that are, running everything, the system, the teams, ourselves, the leaders who show up, right? So how aware and uh, understanding are we of those, those individuals as they come into our world, right? Do we know, are we looking, be able to look at it from their eyes and see what they're, how they're approaching things? Again, it goes back to this, <laughs> this whole notion of executive presence or leadership presence that I talked about. Yeah, and when you think of, um, you know, we're all humans, we're all humans working together and we all have different personalities. We have different backgrounds. We have different experiences that impact how we show up and how we behave, right. And what our beliefs are. And so, you know, when you think of um, accountability is this ability, is this almost intention to, um, to hold each other's and yourself to, to the expectations and the quality that you all agree on and how you're going to work together, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to be? How are you going to behave around each other? How are you going to treat each other? How are you going to work together? What are you going to accomplish? It's almost like a, yeah, this agreed on buy-in, right? So when it comes to, and if we could just kind of lean in a little bit to like the messy again, like personality conflicts, let's just say, you know, there's a personality conflict between you and someone else. And clearly it's there. Um, There's something about that person that just irks you, that sets you off, or just you get in a meeting, you get in a room with that person, but you know you have to work with them. What do you do? 
Well, it's just this, when I hear you say that, it's like the, the thing that comes up for me is, uh, is le- lean in head on. Take, on, take it on early. Don't let it fester, mm-hmm. right? We, we tend to, uh, many times, right? We, we get kind of a going in on our day-to-day work where we're just so committed to the, the, the pr- production, getting out what we do, that we forget, you know, that we've got these little problems percolating along at various points. And a personality conflict might be one of them. I might not get along with uh, so-and-so over in, you know, someone I have to work with every day, but I just kind of tolerate it. And I don't say anything. So when I hear that, I go, what can we do to be proactive? You know, don't let it get to a place where it's a crisis, where we're actually going to, you know, blow up at each other. What can I do? Because I think that's something that I can control as a player in all of this. Whether I'm a leader of a group, whether I'm a team member, mm. or whether I'm just an individual trying to forge my way through. Yeah, because you start with what you can control again, right? And you can't control those other people. You can't control what's happening out there. And so let's kind of, you know, I don't know, in your work, you know, how do you help people or when people are listening to that um, yeah, how do you have those messy conversations? How do you have a conversation with someone? And like, let's just say you have a little bit of self-doubt yourself. And let's just say you're not really great at conflict. You don't, you don't feel comfortable with it, right? A lot of us don't. And if we like conflict, and some of us are on the other end where we, we're super comfortable with conflict and where we kind of, you know, show up a little bit more aggressively in it, right? So when you think about conflict, because conflict's all around us, you know, how do we... How, what's something we can say, like what's something you could say to help someone think of having those difficult conversations, knowing that it's necessary, right? Like it's, it's necessary. You have to get that stuff out of the way. But how do you? You're, you're going to laugh at this because I'm going to say, I want you to get a bunch of uh, Brene Brown podcasts and just <laughs> lift the, listen to them over and over yeah. and over. <laughs> no, it, 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 and yeah, I, I, Absolutely. I'm being cheesy here a little bit because I'm a big Brené Brown fan, but one thing she talks about Mm -hmm. is bravery, being brave, right? And how do we actually know that being brave and stepping up and taking a swing Mm -hmm. is an important part of being an active contributor and being in the difficult, challenging situations? So when you ask me the question, what do you do? Well, the the one is, is one, self-awareness. Got to be self-aware, take some responsibility for that, as well as do what you have to do to research, to, to know, to talk to people, get a, uh, an accountability partner of your own, someone you know, and step up to the plate. Know that that, that little step, stepping into action, is what it's going to take. So how do you do that is by a first conversation. If you can do it early, as I said and mentioned before, if you can do it early, it'll be easier because it won't be as messy. But if it gets messy, what can we do to equip ourselves? We're able to enter into that fearful place where it's, it is scary. It's sometimes, mm-hmm. especially with someone who might, uh, a powerful boss or something, yeah. who might be, as you say, the power over dynamic might be at active play. If it's not, you know, I mean, and this is easy for me to say, cause I'm not talking about a specific example here, but it's, it's easy to say just, hey, go for it because your career is at stake or your life is at stake here. 
And it's important yeah. to have those conversations. And your quality of life, isn't it? Because, you know, we know what it feels like when we show up in a job where we're not feeling comfortable. How focused are you on your work? <laughs> exactly. How focused and, and like, you know, productive are you, right? I have something um, I call the, the uh, conversation, the tricky conversation sandwich. It's like a technique that um, it's like, you know, it's like if we had a recipe that we could use to go into these uncomfortable conversations, it would help us, right? Like, okay, so how do you, how do you structure it and prepare for what might happen? Because the more prepared you are for the conversation, the more you're going to feel confident going in, right? Because it is, I think what's, what's hard about those conversations is that you don't know the emotional reaction you're going to have. You don't know how you're going to be triggered. And for me, I know, you know, my conflict level is uh, I'm not comfortable with conflict. And I know for myself, based on my history, going way back, you know, when I get into a conflict and someone comes at me, I, I just start crying. <laughs> and it's embarrassing, Barry. You know, here I'm in a professional place and I know the tears will start to flow. Well, how good is that going to feel when I'm trying to be professional so and there's even tears. In that, though, Dagmar, even in yeah. that, even though your tears are there, how and maybe, you know, how we feel after having a difficult conversation, even when the tears fall, even we're feeling a little sheepish, maybe that that happened. How, I, I mean, I would just suggest that we've, we've made some progress. We've made some steps and it. Mm. Chances are by just having the conversation, even if it's messy, it puts us in a better place. Totally. And, and I think it's just, it's saying to ourselves, like, you know, the, and I've leaned into this, you know, more and more, and I'm getting more comfortable with it. It's okay. It's okay if you unravel. It's okay if you, if there's emotion, because it means that we're being real and authentic and we're being vulnerable and it's okay. Right. So I was raised to think, oh, well, you don't, you know, I cry. It's just, it's just someone I, it's just something I do because that's just who I am. I, I'm not someone who can stifle that. I've never been very good at it because I wear my heart on my sleeve a bit. Um, but it's, it's me telling myself, it's okay if you cry. And for anybody else, it's okay if you lose your stuff. It's okay if you unravel. It's okay if you get stuck for words. It's like, it's just having the courage to step into the arena, isn't it? Like I'm willing to step in the arena and I'm willing to get uncomfortable and maybe not look totally composed because I want to fix this situation. I want there to be change. Isn't it? Like, so, I, would say, I would say here, Dagmar, cry early and cry often. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't be, you know, it's, it's go mm -hmm. for it. Right? And yeah. this is the, the challenge that we have is, and again, where do we, you know, we just talked a lot about this accountability for a long time here. Again, in the, it's a big topic. There's no question. There's so many dynamics at play. But what we're coming back to here and what I see is just the starting point is getting ourselves on a firm footing so that we can enter into those conversations and mm -hmm. being okay when we aren't prepared for them and we're a little messy. It's okay. Yeah. Right? Because growth happens when we, we move forward, when we take action, when we step into those discussions. So I was just going to, I should probably uh, describe what that conversation sandwich is because I said sure. it and then I didn't explain it. So if that's okay. Um, it's this idea that, you know, like the top piece of bread is how you enter a conversation because 
if you enter a conversation with your fist flying or tears exploding, you're not going to have very good reception. You're not going to be able to influence the person you're talking to, right? So, you know, that first layer of the sandwich, the entry point is, you know, why is this, imp- why is this conversation important? You know, I'm having this conversation with you today because I really value our relationship, our value, our working relationship. You know, what is it important about why you're having this conversation? And maybe just even saying that it's difficult, it's hard, but it's important. I need, you know, I'd like to have this. And then it's the middle part is the messy, but it's delivering the truth. It's, and it's saying it always in those I statements, right? So when this happens, um, this is how I feel. You know, when, when you are saying those things in the meeting, I felt this. Or when you don't, when we agree to, to have all those things done by next, by the following week and you don't follow through, this is what happens. This is the impact, right? So it's like having that messy truth, but it's the truth. It's, it's allowing yourself to be truthful. And then the, the bottom part of the sandwich is, okay, so how do we, how do we work together? What now? How can we do this together? So we're, you're collaborating, you're, you're co-working it together so that it's not, this is you, this is, you know, you're bad, blah, 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 blah. And then you leave. It's, it's okay. So how can we figure this out together? Cause I, I really want to work this out. So often we lead from the middle part of the sandwich, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And that, I think that's what you're saying is a sandwich. Yeah. We, we just come in and blurt out, I can't take it anymore, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And, uh, what you're saying is, is it, it's some, it, and at some level, it's about caring for the other individual Yeah. as you go into that conversation, even though they're driving you crazy or whatever right. you're, you can't function. So it's taking again, back to a, a little bit on accountability. It's you're, you're part of it. You're responsible for it, for this. Mm-hmm. And what can you do to add that top sandwich layer? I love that. Right. So that the messy bit in the middle can come in a, in a relatively, um, I want to say safe place, because I know that you've got my back here. You've come in here. You haven't just hit me over the head, right? With yeah. this, this, and then leave me with something that we're actually going to grow. It's not, it might not be as kind of cut and, you know, a little tie it up in a bow, <laughs> like no, we're, no. you know, but uh, I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So Barry, you know, um, you know, where do we go from here? So is it about, you know, what do you do next? So as we've like dived into this thing around accountability, we could probably see, we know we could go in lots of different directions, right? You and I. So what about what next? Is that a good place to start? Or is there maybe something else to talk about before? If we have something out? Yeah, I, I would say that we've, we've kind of rolled around with a whole bunch of different kind of concepts around accountability, who, where the players are, systemic, individual, you know, teams, the leaders, the people, mm. um, what could, what am I taking away here right now from this? I mean, cause there's some, it, like you say, the, the, the sandwich conversation, I really like that, right? That's a, that's a kind of nice little way to kind of enter into a conversation, but the, mm. it starts for me is about one, uh, being aware of your part in it. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's taking the personal responsibility and then saying, hey, that's that's great. I, I take, you know, I have a role to play in all of this. What am I going to do? I have to know about myself, mm-hmm. right? I have to do some self-awareness. Just where, how is this playing? How am I showing up? What's my part in all of this? How do I fit into this 
this whole mm-hmm. ecosystem that's the workplace? Can I do it? Because we don't work in isolation, okay? Yeah. We can't. You know, if we do, we're just going to be fraught with going rogue, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're going to go rogue, <laughs> right? And, and so I, I would say just be kind of working that way and then starting to look, you know, outside of our sphere. What, how do we play? What, do I, what are some of the dynamics going on? And can't I get kind of raise up to that 30,000 foot level that I'm looking down and going, hey, this is what, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Can we do that? It's hard because mm-hmm. we get our head down, right? And then ultimately, ultimately with that in mind, kind of, you know, be a student of human of people, the people around you who you work with Mm. so that you can kind of learn because everybody's different. Everybody's different. You're going to have different people that you have to interact with along this chain. And you want to make sure that you kind of understand a little bit of difference in everybody because, you know, they do personality assessment uh, workshops because of this, because everybody's different. And then, you know, with all that in mind, and I've just, my last point on here is step into action do something, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what, what you, what can you put in place? Have that conversation. Do you have to set up a time or should you be looking at all, you know, doing an inventory of where your difficult uh, uh, scenarios are, where you're not whole, some, because I, I assure you, some were really good. We're just accountable. It just happens because we mm-hmm. get along and it works for us. Others. So there's going to be a number of places in our work, work environment, maybe even our life where we've got things working and we don't take an inventory. Yeah. And then see what you need to do to put in place. And then, of course, step into and and see what you can do to to step forward in it. What's coming up, too, is, uh, you know, in order to be more aware, you know, often I, I kind of always see it as, you know, we can only see what, what we what we see. So uh, and we only know what we know. I know that kind of sounds very simple, but it's like we're in this sphere and mm-hmm we only see and know what's in our side, our sphere. So until we bring in information from the outside, we don't know anymore. Right. So, you know, easy ways of doing that is coaching, right. Bring in coaches, bring in a third party. So, you know, could you bring in someone that can be objective and can actually bring light to things you just can't see? Cause we just can't see what our, what our blind spots are. We, that's why they're called blind spots. But, you know, and they're uncomfortable to reveal, but man, are they important to reveal, right? So that that third party bringing in something that's objective, another perspective inside of this sphere that we're in, right? We just, and then it's also- somewhat neutral, that's somewhat neutral. Yeah. That doesn't have a vested interest in the outcome. So it can see it from a, a exactly. place of uh, just, oh, I see what's going on, you know, and provide you with that input to help you navigate it. Because you're going to navigate it yourself right? Yeah. That, that the, the person out there can just offer some perspective. And that's the other part is, is this whole notion, this whole idea of feedback, getting feedback yeah. and making sure that we adopt a feedback lifestyle. <laughs> you know? And then what do you do with the feedback, right? So it's great to bring an observer and do this leadership development stuff and hire coaches. But you know what, if you don't buy into it, and if you don't let it in, it's just something you're taking off, isn't it? Like, you know, there are, there are organizations, there are teams that, that do that, but to actually let the feedback in 
and own it and see it for what it is. That's hard, isn't it, Barry? It's a whole different podcast <laughs> discussion, yeah. right? Yeah, we're, it'll we're, be a podcast for sure. Yeah, well, we've got, I mean, feedback is so important. And I think we could talk about it uh, for a long time here. So maybe yeah. next yeah. time we uh, get together, we could uh, talk feedback. We could talk yeah. about how to get feedback, receive it, how to, how to give really good balanced feedback. Might be a, something we could talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a whole other piece. Okay. And, and what about, you know, this idea of being proactive, right? So um, you, you've mentioned this thing kind of being, being in place of triage. So we don't want to get to triage. We don't want to get to harmful. We don't want to get to, to damage control. You know, we want to be proactive. So what's that? What is that about? What does that look like? And it's going to come full, full circle from my point of view. It's the first bit is, is that, it's a piece. It's being being uh, responsible to who you are in a, in an organization. So, mm-hmm. if you can sit and just be a passive player in it all, I think you're going to get you're going to continually bump up against places where you're 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 not able to get information, uh, able to hold the organization mm-hmm. accountable just because you're passive. You're not uh, you're sitting back, and the, the 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 workplace because people are committed to making things happen and you know results and all that kind of stuff. You could, you just have the danger of, of getting caught swept up in a current. And so when it t- comes time to have that conversation, you might get a, yeah, let's do that later when it's, we can address that because it's not important to what's going over here. So mm-hmm. take that responsibility of that. So if you can say, Hey, I've got to be an active player here. This is, I'm in this, I'm, I'm taking this job. I want to be an active player. I'm not a gossip. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking be an active, informed person. Mm. It, this is your life, your career. Mm. Own it. Yeah. Love it. So is that, you know, when you think of takeaway, so we can each share a takeaway from this conversation, you know, a takeaway from everything we've spoken about in a little nutshell. What is that for you, Barry? Well, I, I'll just keep it uh, simple. Don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations. Think mm-hmm. of techniques. I think you rolled out one, Dagmar. That really stood out for me. It's like you've got a, a, a there's tools available to you uh, that you can use. Talk to somebody about it, right? So what can you deploy? So that, I think that to me is uh, don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations mm-hmm. and look for help. Look for help to, to uh, be able to address them. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, for me, it really comes down to this, um, uh, the, the courage to lean into the discomfort because accountability really starts with us and it starts with our courage to speak up. It starts with our courage to, um, yeah, when we, to, to look at ourselves and, you know, are we in line with our values? Are we, is there something intuitively that is out and, and how do we, um, have the courage to speak up. So it's that willingness to lean into the discomfort and have those conversations. Cause really, you know, when we're responsible and we're accountable, there's a ripple effect. Um, and so instead of blaming on the outside, it's, you know, where do we start? We can start with ourselves. Well, thank you to Dagmar and thank you to you for holding the space for us to have a good conversation about accountability. 
Our Courage Confabs are going to touch on various topics. Dagmire and I are tentatively planning to do one of these a month. We're planning another one in January. So if you have a topic you'd like to talk about uh, or us to wrestle with, please uh, drop us a line. You can get a hold of me at barry at rebootforward.com. And you can find Dagmara through her website, couragespace.com. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, let's reboot forward. Reboot forward.